Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Don't touch that dial. This is The Morning Shift. All of them are really, really hot on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. It's 7 o'clock. We're back here on the morning shift this hour brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. All right, so the Falcons are now looking for a new head coach. And yesterday, owner Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, they addressed the media. And a big question that a lot of folks had was why wasn't GM Terry Fontenot um, up there as well? And so I know it was something that – you guys were discussing this morning. It was the to me. It was the absence heard around the world, right? I mean, it was just. It, I, I I know there's going to be a lot of talk about the structure and things like that, but man, it it just felt like that was something he needed to be present for, and uh, it it just seemed weird, in a lot of different ways. No matter who's doing the coaching search, that he wasn't even in attendance for the press conference. That was the questions I had. I and and, and by the way, echoed across the socials for Falcons yesterday, and, and looking at a lot of the fans' reactions, it was like. Where's Terry Fontenot at? Uh, it just felt weird. It, there was there was a lot of questions, obviously, that a lot of people had coming from that presser that is supposed to be about answering questions and about looking towards the future. And yet, I I feel like I had more questions about the the goings on behind the scenes than I've ever had before about this franchise. And well, owner Arthur Blank he gave an answer as to why Fontenot was not at the press conference yesterday. Terry actually is here. Uh, so are a ton of other staff people that'll be heavily involved in the search. Um, and heavily involved uh, in the decision as we go forward. Because they're physically not here doesn't mean they're not very well represented here. Uh, Terry um, was aware of the process we were going through. Uh, we sought out uh, Terry's opinion, opinion of other senior people in our organization as well. Um, and uh, so he's, you know, he's done an excellent job as our general manager. Um, our drafts, 2001, 2, and 3, 21, 22, 23, uh, have been good. Some have been a little better than others. Are certainly a free agency. The investments we've made this year on the pro side of the ball have been outstanding, in my, in my view. Serious investments, serious returns we've gotten from them. Um, but Terry is, uh, is our general manager and will be heavily involved in the process going forward. So, again, that was Falcons owner Arthur Blank making it clear that Terry Fontenot, the GM, is heavily involved, and he is there, meaning he's involved, but he was not physically there for the press conference uh, at the podium with them yesterday. I, the, the, the whole answer, and by the way, nobody has, I, I love Arthur Blank, but the whole answer of he's here and so are a bunch of other people that are being involved in this, like that, that, that secondary, that add-on sounds so bad. Like it sounds so, it, 
it sounds so bad in terms of what you think of Terry Fontenot and, and his ability, you know, within this structure. It's, uh, well, I yeah, think Terry Fontenot's here. So is a bunch of other people involved I, in the search. Like, oh, like was that necessary? When I heard that, I, I didn't like it. I, I ended up getting in contact last night with a with an official for the team. That's that's a little bit up there uh, above what normally I would get the the the, the conversation with on a Monday night uh, at ten o'clock at night. But I said, well, you know that that's a bad look, and I said that, and they said, well. That's great. Here's what we're doing. And Terry, they, you know, I was told that Terry, uh, you know, Arthur and Rich said, hey, we want Terry in Flowery Branch at the building. Obviously, the press conference at the blank family offices. And they, Terry was there handling the day-to-day things, which is what he does, by the way, which is his job, uh, despite what some people want to say. We'll get to that and what Rich McKay's job is here in a minute. But that is his job. He was handling... When you have a firing, there's a lot of things going on. It can be a chaotic building, and he was handling all of those things. Not to mention they signed uh, quite a few players to futures contracts. Who does that? The GM. Um, and also, he was starting the search for the new head coach, which is something that he is a part of. I asked about that again last night, um, and what I was – given that I can speak on, was that he is going to be an inter- integral part of this. What we need to remember, and, and we're going to hear from Mitch McKay on his interview from uh, Dukes and Bell yesterday about what his role is, but one of the things that I think the misnomer is in this city, and it's not just with some of uh, the media, but I think the fan base as well, is we view this as owner hires GM, GM hires coach. GM, then if coach has issues and doesn't, you know, succeed, GM fires coach, GM hires new coach. That doesn't work. Owner fires GM, hires new in the repeat process. That's not how this works. That really is how a lot of franchises don't work anymore. It all started with the Bill Parcells and the groceries comment. And this organization is structured with Arthur, and I'll let Rich say what he does in here just one second. But Arthur, then Rich is this overseeing thing. And then the GM and the head coach are a partnership. They're 50-50. There's not one above the other. They're equals. One doesn't report to the other. They do meet with McKay. But that's no different from what I have been told than a regular CEO where, hey, just want to check in, you know, what's going on. Rich McKay doesn't say, uh, you need to sign uh, Bud Dupree. I like, I like what I saw to him. That's not his job. That's Terry's job. Terry and Arthur get together, or excuse me, Terry and the new head coach will get together on what they want in a player, and they'll identify guys, and they'll talk about who's the best fit. Rich McKay was on Dukes and Bell yesterday. I love the fact that uh, I think it was Carl asked him specifically, what is your job? Because – what happened yesterday with Terry not being there threw a lot more confusion out there. So Rich answered it. My role kind of, and, and there are plenty of people that do this in different sports, depending on who it is. My role really is to, to sit in the place of the owner. Uh, I report to Arthur and then uh, meaning Arthur Blank, and then the coach and the GM report to me. Um, he still meets with them all the time. He said, but on a week to week basis, Who's going to meet with, with, uh, with them? It's going to be me. And, and I'm going to be the one that they're going to say, hey, we're thinking about this. We're going to want this. We need this. We need 
four more buses, whatever it may be they need, my job is provided to them. I'll talk football with them, but I'll never, like, I, I, I don't want to be, and nor should, should, do I want people to have the impression that Arthur Blank or, or Rich McKay are sitting in draft meetings and saying, hey, let's draft X. That, that's not what my job is. Now, my job is, when they say we want to draft Y, is to ask, okay, well, and that's a bad letter. If we want to draft A, then my question should be Y, and we go through the process. But I think that's my role, um, and I think that, um, you know, I, I try in every way, shape, or form I can to be a resource. I've done the salary cap before. I've done contract negotiations before. So I'm always happy to answer questions and give them my thoughts. But they're going to make the decisions. You have to put them in position to do that, uh, and that's, that's what we've done here. I think, the, I think the three of us know, right, been around long enough to know that it's not always president – uh, you know, owner, president, GM, coach, on down, right? The problem I have with the entire ordeal is just the absence because he has to be – he can't just be a part of it. It can't just be Arthur Blank and Rich McKay and then we're going to use Terry Fontenot as a sounding board. And that's what that's the vibe you gave off with his absence yesterday. He can't just be a small part of that process. I don't disagree. The problem with that is if he is a small part – who has constructed this roster – Right, If you're hiring a coach, you have all these different people under all these different contracts and all these million, uh, millions of dollars due to these different guys. You know where your draft picks are. You know where your strengths are. You know who's long-term, who's short-term. Who do you want to bring back? The fact that Terry Fontenot has been in control of that and right out of Rich McKay's mouth as far as what the draft picks are and who they're drafting, but yet he's not in the room for the presser. That's that's where I struggle with. And I know I know that, that you're saying that he's part of it and he's – it's it. No matter how you slice it, it's a bad look in terms of how you should feel about Terry Fontenot and his part in this process. I don't disagree. That's why I said what I said yesterday on Twitter. That's why I spoke to the team official last night for clarity because I didn't like it. And what happens is, is you get people that want to run with things and say, "Yep, lame duck." That's not the case. I also I said this last night to the person I spoke to. I said, you know. Well, why don't you just? It sounds like to you know I, I kind of had the understanding that this they didn't want a repeat of 2014, which what happened in two. Uh, it was actually January of 15, but after the 14 season, they fire Mike Smith, but they don't fire Thomas Dimitrov. Thomas Dimitrov sits there and he's the third chair up there, and honestly, I give those guys credit. Steak Shapiro from our radio station now, Mike Bell, our radio station, stood up and said, "Why are you here?" And the head coach is gone, and they pointed at Thomas Dimitrov. And I think that in some ways that might have been some of the thought process. Neither way went over well. And and, and honestly, Terry, I feel like Terry needed to be there. I understand what I was told, that he had things that they wanted him to handle as the day-to-day things that that they felt was important. And I know the fan base feels that way. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just telling you what I know which is what my job is. I'm here for you guys to listen, to tell you what I know, and to be a sounding board because I'm not going to lead you astray. I only tell you what I know. I don't disagree with what you're saying, Mike. I can't, I can't, um, I can't decide in my head, is it, a, is it a better look if he's there but he's standing off to the side and it's still Arthur and Rich at the table? That's what I can't decide. Um, maybe that still looks bad. But at least it at least it felt like he was invited. It it just seemed like the cool kids club yesterday, and then he wasn't invited to the freaking party. And, and and we can talk about structure all we want to within these organizations. 
I don't remember a pressure like this where the GM wasn't even in attendance, like not even in the building. And yet, uh, you know, we're talking about futures contracts and, and, and all this other stuff. It just doesn't add up to me, man. And if I'm Terry Fontenot, I'm frustrated by the whole ordeal. And I know maybe he's not. I'm sure there's an open line of communication. I know that he has a lot of respect for Rich and Arthur and everybody else. But, man, it's just a bad friggin' look on all sides. It just, I, I, I hated it. Well, a lot of organizations are now going to be having to make a decision on who their next head coach will be. Five, to be exact, as of now, we'll discuss next when we go in the huddle. That's straight ahead here on the Morning Shift on Sports Radio, 929 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Getting your day started. Go ahead. With the morning shift. Time for the show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to huddle up. Bring it in close. Bring it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings. With In the Huddle on the morning shift. Get at the heart of the NFL with the In the Huddle podcast. Former offensive lineman Brian Baldinger and NFL insider Jason Lockhampora. Team up with a man who pulls no punches, Carl Dukes. They take you around the league and give you the inside scoop of the storylines that matter most and dive deep on the matchups that determine who wins and who loses. New episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Follow In the Huddle on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So there is going to be a lot of movement happening now uh, in the NFL with the firing of five head coaches so far. And now that includes... Uh, the Falcons, Arthur Smith, Ron Rivera in Washington, Brandon Staley in uh, with in Los Angeles with the Chargers, Josh McDaniels, and Frank Reich. Of course, those three um, were all let go earlier in the season, and then Rivera and Smith um, occurring after this weekend. Uh, at least for Arthur Smith and Ron Rivera, I hope they're I hope they take a long vacation. Uh, both those guys have had long years. They, they've they've been in these situations where it hasn't been a you know a huge success. I, Tiff, I, you can speak on this too. I mentioned yesterday. I don't know that anybody's had the the issues above them and in, in two franchises the way Ron Rivera has in his last two stops that he's dealt with in Carolina, Washington. 
Yeah, I, I completely disagree. I completely agree with that, um, with the situation with Jerry Richardson um, in Carolina, and and then you know walking into it, um, kind of the history was kind of yeah known about uh, Dan Snyder up there, but yeah, having to deal with that, and then two owner changes uh, in his tenure in both places um, is kind of wild, and yeah, I don't think anyone else has had to deal with that that comes to mind do you think ron vera will want a assistant job you you think that he's looking to be a defensive coordinator somewhere anytime soon i don't think so no knowing him i i don't think so um i think he'd be great on the desk somewhere um talking about games like a cbs set not 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 necessarily as an analyst i I just think he he's he's really good at that kind of stuff and whatever i've heard he's got a good relationship from here with the media he's a nice guy i think he'd do a great job Talking, I'd rather hear him talk about defenses. Uh, I think sometimes than 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 the foot guy up at you know ESPN. And I think he could do a great job at doing that, but um, I know he's super competitive. I don't know if he's someone that would be willing to just want to maybe walk away, especially on the note that they ended on there uh, in true. Washington. But yeah. he also is very realistic about it. I mean, we've sat in those meetings with him before, and it's kind of like the same thing. I mean, I covered him in Carolina. I got to do a Washington game uh, this year at CBS. Um, you know, he's very matter of fact, like this is a business. This is how it is. Like probably not going to be here if I don't win games. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't hear a lot of coaches maybe come out and say that forthright, but some of them do. And he's, he's one of them. I'm just looking at this list of the five fired head coaches. And I'm wondering which one of them will actually be around a staff next year or even be, you know, another head coach, be it in, in the NFL or back down in college. I'm curious to see where a lot of these guys wow. land. Cause I think, I think I think a lot of people watch Josh McDaniels and assume he's going wherever Belichick's going. I think that's a really good chance because you see all the offenses. Look, I don't think anybody else wants to deal with him either. Well, so. look at the offense. I mean, look at Mac Jones in year one with him, and then years two and three without him. He's an accomplished offensive coordinator. There's no question. That's great. That. Yeah. I, and and by, that's what I would tell people that. Yeah, I stopped my thing. <laughs> see, see, I almost said. Almost I almost did. said it. Oh, your little thing. My little thing. Your little hiccup, whatever you want to call it. My crutch. By the way. Yeah. Well, by the way, Frank Wright did say. Um, did, I believe he did say that he was taking some not time off, but he might, you know, he take a, take a beat. He needs. I think to. that's what he said. But he. That was not an ideal situation. Um, in Carolina, so. uh, definitely wasn't. No, he's uh, on. Yeah, no. We didn't even get a chance yesterday to really talk about Scott Fitter being let go. Well, uh, and that whole thing. But. There's your fall guy. Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, there's there, no doubt. There, there, Who would want to step into that situation? Is is as much as we talk about what is and isn't happening in our own organization here, that is the ultimate owner meddling with day to day stuff completely. I mean, especially if you read the the athletic report that Joe Person and Diana Rossini put together, and Rossini is someone, and I love, I actually love both those people, but Rossini is very well trusted nationally. Joe Person is one hundred percent the most Carolina Panther knowing person out there because he's been covering that team for a long Forever. time. And do you have the owner walking to the head coach's office saying, "Fix the quarterback's footwork, dude"? You're a hedge fund guy. Go sell some stocks or something. What do you know about quarterback footwork? Boy, you want to talk about it. And, and, and it's you, you talk about being a fall guy. The, they traded DJ Moore and all that stuff to get Bryce Young back in the building. And now you, I'll be honest with you, man. Loved Bryce Young, obviously in college. Watched him a ton. Nothing he did this year. And you're going to talk about a supporting cast. Nothing he did this year looked good to me. 
Okay, but let's talk about the supporting cast. I mean, I was in, when I got to see him up close in Tampa, like just under constant duress. Yes, there are elements in that I, really, I didn't well. think the pressure was that bad the last uh, couple of weeks. I really didn't. Watching his game, I, I thought his offense line was much improved. The run game was good. Um, he didn't have the receivers that he probably needed, but I'm I don't think they're the it, worst group I'm in gonna, the league. I'm going to say, again, not the ideal situation for Frank Wright and probably not the ideal situation for a rookie quarterback to have to come into. And then your coach is let go. There's also reports of your coach um, maybe you know being meddled with, with uh, his, his sure. what he wants to do. So, yep. I don't know. I want to give him – I want to see him another year and uh, – see what he can do yeah he's gonna get it there's to, no doubt to tiffany's point look at trevor lawrence year one with the urban meyer debacle which in some ways is very com- i'm not saying urban meyer and frank wright are the same person but the situations were very comparable and then look at trevor lawrence in year two um went now, off the rails but yes yeah yeah it, it, he he got right he, he was much better year two um this year he was good until concussion shoulder ankle injuries started hitting him and then uh, he he was not the same player, so I'm not saying they're the same person, but I think it's a comparative situation. Yeah, you're kind of in some turmoil there. It's your first year, and you're learning the NFL, and then that's what you are. That's the card you're dealt. It's a little rough. Problem is, I think Shad Khan's a better owner than Dan Snyder 2.0. All right, well we have the NFL playoff picture in the AFC. You got your Ravens with the uh, bye week and the home field advantage. Bills a two. Chiefs, Texans, Browns, Dolphins, Steelers. Your wild card weekend will be Steelers at Bills, Dolphins at Chiefs, Browns at that, Texans. That Dolphins at Chiefs game. Have y'all seen the forecast for that? Those be two below. Can you, can, can you imagine what Tua and, and, and all those guys are thinking going from Miami? It's going to be two below in Kansas City. Like, dude, what? Like we call that a lemony snickets, man. That is a series of unfortunate events coming off a game they had last weekend against Buffalo where they could have won, and then all of a sudden they're going on the road in two-below weather in Kansas well, standing City. Standing on the sideline was Ugh. one thing. I can't imagine playing with it, playing in it. And it was probably like 30 in the 30s of the game in, um, in Cincinnati this week, but the wind was picking up, and my face when I got in the car to like go to the airport was pins and needles because it was falling out. Right. So I cannot imagine taking a hit. Uh, and elements like that. I've never um, even played anywhere close to that temperature. No, same. Just brutal. Ugh. NFC, you got your 49ers with the bye and home field advantage. And then you have your Cowboys, Lions, Buccaneers, Eagles, Rams, and then the Packers, your wild card weekend. Looks like Packers at Cowboys, Rams at Lions, Eagles at Buccaneers. Tiff, I got to imagine that, um, that that Lions game against the Rams is a – um, it, it would be a dream for you as far as like telling stories about those two quarterbacks on the sideline and, and Matt Stafford going back to Detroit and all the crossover with Jared Goff and the, the, everything uh, that, that comes along with that. I feel like the stories are going to be abound. Like there's just going to yes. be a ton of them about, you know, Matt Stafford stopped by and saw, you know, he, hey, I saw him coming out of the tunnel and he saw some of his old friends and, and, and he's just a legend here. Um, but then he goes and obviously wins the Super Bowl <laughs> with the Rams and Jared Goff and them are obviously in the better situation right now. Um, I, I think that was just such a good trade for both of those guys, right? They both ended up in better situations than they were coming into it, and they've, they've found success in both their new homes, man. So that's going to be a fun game to watch this week. Yeah, it's one of those times where you make sure that you're on the sidelines early. I'm right. always out there early every game yeah. anyway, um, but that's for sure one of them, just so you can maybe observe a little bit more. You're already going to talk to those guys during the week. But, yeah, you definitely – like like this past weekend, I know Flacco wasn't playing, but I was out on that field early for when he Joe walked cool. out. Walk right up to him during his warm-up. He's throwing mm. the ball. He just stops. He's what, so cool. What time do you get there for a 1 o'clock game? Um, if I have a pregame interview, um, gosh, the earliest. Well, it was also noon because it was in Tennessee. 
Brave was cool though, but Braves had me there. I had to get there at like eight, like I think I was there at like eight thirty in the morning. So I was there like nice. probably four hours before. Nice. Because that's when you did the pregame interview. Yeah. What um, time I would have got there, to be honest with you. Y'all so, know me. <laughs> some people are a little bit late. Like the Browns, my interview was set up for ten o'clock, but um we ran into some logistics. I was actually supposed to get Joel um Antonio. <laughs> and then once he knew he wasn't playing, he's like, I'm taking the second bus. I'm not getting on the first bus to get there. <laughs> so so I didn't have to do a pregame interview because he was like, I ain't playing today. Well, our, our, we already knew that, but still he wanted to take his time getting in, which is actually quite hilarious. I would have done the same thing. No, look, our equipment guys, our engineer Miller Pope for our networks, they leave their bus leaves at 545 in the morning. I actually get there later for uh, road games than I do home games. Home games, I get uh, over an hour earlier than I do the uh, road games. So I'm just curious. Everybody's schedule's different. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on a pregame interview or not. Or uh, I don't have those pregame interviews. You know. yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I don't get to talk to people. They're, they're okay. important, I guess. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't, let me see where I'm going here. Oh, yeah. This hour brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. Mic'd up? Got a mic'd up coming up. It's top five Tuesday. Top five head coaching candidates. Now, some of this is my uh, my idea of what it should be. Some of it's what's been floating out there, and some of it's what might happen. All right, we mixed all that in. I'm going to give you the top five head coaching candidates for the Atlanta Falcons. It's top five Tuesday. Mic'd up. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's more than just sports talk. This is The Morning Shift. I'm in. Me too. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to rant. Excuse me? It's time to rage. It's time for Mic'd Up. On the morning shift. I, I don't think it's a requirement, but I think it should be a consideration. I think that you have to you have to cast a wide net, uh, and that wide net should include people that have potentially sat in that seat. Um, my one experience of hiring a coach that had been a head coach, um, I don't sleep at night because of it, um, but he'd only been a head coach at the college level. Uh, so um, I did in Tampa hire a head coach that had been a, a head coach and John Gruden. Um, so I, 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 I do think um, it, it is the idea that you bring is, well, it'll help us win faster next year and all that. I, I don't know that that's necessarily true, but I do think when you cast a wide net, you must look uh, for the idea that the person might have done this before and might understand the um, – entirety of what um, the job is, because it's a big job today, man. I, I can assure you, Arthur Blank said it in the press conference, and it's, it's, there's a lot of truth to it. The scope and size of the job today versus 15 years ago, it's a different job, and you've got to make sure that the person coming in is ready to handle it. Top 5 Tuesday on Mic'd Up. You heard it from the man himself, Rich McKay, uh, oh, yesterday. with the timer on that with uh, Dukes and Bell um, talking about whether or not he's going to get a head coach that's done it before, right? A guy that's been around. I'll be honest, as I was putting this list together and I started thinking about it yesterday, you and I both kind of talked about different guys and names that were popping up. I didn't really have anybody, and I know that there's a number of names popping up, and we'll go over all of them. I didn't really have anybody in my top five yesterday at this time of guys that I would want that were retreads. Like, I was like straight-up coordinators, like almost all the way down the list, 
rookie guys, guys that have been around. I mean, I'm looking at defense coordinators, offense coordinators. Who would they hire? Who would they not? After thinking about it and, and kind of reading the tea leaves a little bit, I think it's a much bigger thing than I kind of realized yesterday. Wait, right? so, ha- what, what do you mean? To have someone that, that I think that I think that before? they are going to look hard, if possible, at bringing in somebody who has had success in the NFL as a coach I don't think before. it matters. Like, I don't think it matters. I think there's a number I don't think of it, I don't um, think it does either. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it does either, but I just – I completely casted it off yesterday, and I was like, there's no way. And then as we continue to build down it, you look at the Vegas odds, there's a lot of things kind of thrown out around there. By the way – the one guy who I think who has had success outside of Belichick and Harbaugh that is going to be a hot head coaching candidate is Dan Quinn. Uh, it, obviously, he's not going to land here, but you look at the Vegas There's odds. He's, he's 10 to 1. He's but, 10 to 1 to be yeah, the Falcons' next um, head coach. Pro Football just had it that he has um, been uh, requested to interview with the Chargers. And yeah. then the Commanders was another one that uh, Ben Sanding of the Athletic had just put out, too. So, um, All right, so I'll be honest with you. I don't have Jim Harbaugh on my list. Would I like to have Jim Harbaugh here? Is he an honorable mention? Sure. I, I don't have him on my list because I don't think the Atlanta Falcons are on his radar. I think he, you, you look at uh, he's been linked to the to the Raiders. I, I think he would be a great choice for Washington and the new ownership they have there. He's kind of a, you know, a big splash. Obviously, you look at the Chargers and their quarterback situation, that probably looks like it could be something he'd plug into. I think of the five openings right now, the Falcons are at least fourth on his list. So I didn't even put him on mine. Can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. There is this thought process, which I vehemently disagree with because I don't think it matters, but that if you're going to draft a young quarterback, you need an offensive-minded head coach. Where do you stand on that? As a head coach. I don't. As a head coach. I, I used to think one way about it. But then I listened to Matt Ryan on CBS HQ yesterday talk about his relationship with Mike Smith and Mike Malarkey, and it kind of changed my opinion because I was like, yeah, that definitely worked. Like, it was a run it was a run laden offense. Mike Malarkey was a guy who you knew could be a good OC. They go out and get Michael Turner. They take a lot of things off Matt Ryan's shoulders, You're and it worked out. You're saying as a young quarterback. Yeah, as a rookie okay. quarterback. Uh, quarterback. I, I, don't think, I don't think you have to have an offensive head coach. No, I think it's probably a little bit easier, but – I don't think it's you necessary. You get a guy that, like, if you have a guy that's great at defense and uh, yeah. is the head coach, then and vice versa, you bring in someone that is excellent at running well, the other, you know, ship. Yeah, the, the other side of things. Well, and that's that's the point. Look at C.J. Stroud. Um, you had an offensive coordinator who not only Slow his it. system yeah. worked this way, but he understood the quick passing game. That it's a young quarterback's friend. And to Tiffany's point, what is the best friend of a young quarterback? A run game and a defense. Right. Right. Just uh, with D'Amico Ryan's, we we got there early uh, for practice. Um, on you know we were doing their game, and he walks up and has a full on conversation with all of us on the sideline. Like right. he has been able to um, delegate. Right. And so you don't get that very often. God, I, I wish I wish he he would have been in the hiring stages a year right. later. Right. I know. I'm serious. I'm I, dead serious. I think serious. a lot of people, and my, my other honorable mentions, I think a lot of people think of this guy a lot in that way. Aaron Glenn, the defense coordinator from the Detroit Lions, gets a lot of that love. And, and I think that he would be good one, but he's just an honorable mention for me right now. All right, let's go ahead and hit it at the top of the list. Number five. Number five. I, I Listen, I'll be honest with you. And, and like I said earlier leading into this, this is not exactly what I want. This is what I want mixed with what I think could possibly happen. You have to throw Bill Belichick in the top five. You have to. There's so many whispers out there about – Trading people. The fact that his future hasn't been announced in New England right now leads me to believe they're trying to make some deal to get him out the door. And obviously the whispers about Vrabel, everything around it, I think Bill Belichick is going to be mentioned because he has had that track record. Arthur Blank, I think, has an urgency about what he wants to do. I don't think he wants to wait. I think he wants to win in 2024. You mentioned Josh McDaniels of the package. I don't love it. 
I don't think there's anybody that's mishandled a quarterback situation the way Bill Belichick has the last couple of years, but that's kind of where we stand. My right colleagues now. talk a lot about Belichick ending up with the Chargers yeah. and the pool think, of talent, I, the roster of talent that they have. That I think that's a sexy thing. option for a lot of these coaching candidates. Uh, for that Belichick, that's what they, they, yeah. they're keying in on. Um, and, and by the way, Belichick's going to win all the roster decisions. I think that's another reason I have a lot of questions about Terry Fontenot not being at the presser yesterday. All right, uh, let's move on. Number four. Number four, uh, I went with Brian Flores, and I got to give you credit. You brought up Brian Flores yesterday, and I had not thought about Brian Flores, but really, man, you talk about a bad hand that he got dealt. I, I think a lot of his players absolutely loved him. He's 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 well liked in coaching circles, and and he seems like a guy. You talk about we talk about retreads. I, I don't know that he was ever given anything to be successful, right? And, and I, I think he's going to deserve a second shot somewhere. The biggest issue that I have, I love, Brian, I actually like Brian Flores. First off, you get the Belichick mindset as far as how he's going to run your team with discipline, et cetera. He, he, for whatever reason, he didn't like the quarterback he had, which was Tua. And that was an issue between him and the owner. Right. I I know there's the lawsuit. I'm not going to speak on it because I, I don't know what the owner said. The owner is, you know, he's suing the owner. A lot owner. of questions, yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and just – See, I stopped it again. That was twice. Stephen Ross, I don't know what he is or isn't, and I'm not going to sit there and talk about it. I just don't know. But Flores, if I think if he came in here and got to pick his quarterback with the GM, like we know they're a partnership, and he could hire an offensive guy, man, I think he could be a good coach. Yeah. All right, let me, t- uh, let me uh, know what you think about this one. Number three. Number three is something that I have I have bounced back and forth of not even having him as an honorable mention and having him as number one for me. And so I settled on him at number three. That's Raheem Morris, a guy that knows this town, knows this team. I think, obviously, he is a retread. I, I think he was at one point the youngest head coach in the NFL, right? And yes. so I think that you're going to look at guys who have been there before. He's had a level of success. Obviously, players love him. I think a lot of other people love him. Everybody loves right. him. I, I would right. tell you the number of NFL teams that I've gone around where someone was like, oh, you just had Raheem Morris, yeah. uh, like another fellow coach. But the way that he was able to help and mold the young talent that they have on the defensive side of the ball in, um, uh, with the Rams right. uh, when no one really gave them a shot – is something to be said. And just sitting in the meeting with him, the energy he brings, like, I mean, Raheem's, I think, that dude. I think he needs another shot. I um, was talking to a guy who used to work in the building when during the TD, Dan Quinn regime, and Mike Smith regime. And I said, yeah, I love Ra, but I don't I don't know if, if he's too much like DQ. And he says, no. He's not. He said he's completely, he goes, I know everyone gets that mindset of him because he was here with him. He's a happy guy. He's very friendly to the media. Inside the building, he is all business. And, and it shows, if you go back and look, they were Owen, I think, five or six when they fired Thomas and, and DQ. And the team ended up getting maybe, Dylan, was it four wins? Five. They, 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 they ended up collecting a few wins, and so right. he's different. Yeah. Uh, so there's your three, quote-unquote, retreads, right? Guys that have had head coaching experience. I did not think I would include as many on my list, but after the last 24 hours, I think those guys deserve a look. All right, let's move on. Number two. Number two, I think that this one has been a name that's going to be hot. And every, this guy will be a head coach next year, in my opinion, Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson will be – he's the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Lions. He's – everything that they have done with that offense, right, and you you have all the tools you need, but we talked about Jared Goff earlier. He's turned Jared Goff into a serviceable quarterback, not risking too many throws. Uh, he, he obviously has an idea what he wants to do specifically from the running back position. you got a Monroe St. Brown who obviously is having a great year. Everybody offensively for them. Even with the injuries they've had up front on the offensive line, they've had success uh, offensively. And so I think he's a guy that's going to get a look. I expect him to be a head coach next season. Speaking of which. 
number one. This one's been the number one for me for the last, I don't know, two months. I, I Ever since this team came here and we started looking into what he is, Bobby Slowick, the OC from the Houston Texans, is number one on my list. Right? If you are going to go into the draft and draft a guy, he has shown very recent success of having the ability to go in and make C.J. Stroud look very, very good and head to the playoffs in year one with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. Now, is that easy to replicate? Absolutely not. Do they have more explosive offensive weapons than Atlanta does right now? I believe so. Right? I think they have a lot of guys that make you different. But we talk about the offensive line and what you're built for here and how you felt when you went and had those three starters out against Carolina. Guess who's had a massive amount of injuries up front? That's the Houston Texans. Isn't Tank Dell out now? Tank Dell's been Tank out. Dell's been yeah. out. The whole thing, right? And he has been able to schematically go in and make that offense what it needed to be, even with all the issues they've had. Massive amount of success. I'm a huge fan of Bobby Slowick. I think when he comes from that Shanahan-type deal, right, that a lot of people valued here, and the play, the personnel you have offensively, boy, I'd love to see him take the reins here. C.J. Stroud's a big fan of, yeah. uh, of Bob. Yeah, I, I can't imagine uh, why. And just yeah. their communication, how well they work together. I know that they would absolutely hate to lose him there. I'm sure they'd be happy for him if he wants a head coaching job and he gets one. But I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they try to pull a move, kind of like with the Cowboys did with Dan Quinn, keeping him there with the defense. I'm trying to remember the name of your guy from Houston, the uh, the radio um I can't remember the name of him, but we had him on the pregame John, show. John McClain? John McClain. McClain? We yeah. had McClain Mr. on the pregame show, McClain. and he's the one that told us that Kyle Shanahan said, I didn't know if it was Bobby Slowick or D'Amico leaving first, but I knew once one left, they were taking the other one with them. They are that good of friends, uh, and obviously they're both so uh, cool. They're both in line for And Shanahan also, uh, uh, you know, singing uh, from the rooftops about Raheem Morris, too. Right, yeah. yeah. I, I, listen. You know what? As much as I'm pulling for Cleveland because of Joe Flacco, I can't not pull for D'Amico Ryan's. <laughs> Yeah, I love that guy. I've, I, fell in, yeah. I fell in love with him as a coach last year then a divisional round, that Cowboys-Niners game, and I watched – I just – I sat there and watched that game and said, he is – he – he." what do they say? He is him. That's right. <laughs> Jesus The kids Christ. these days. All I right. can't imagine we'll have any wake-up calls with any ideas on head coaches. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can sound off on who you think should fill the Falcons' next head coaching role. You can call us for the wake-up call at 404 726 0929, that is next year on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.